This is Dennis Reekin, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. I'm Jim Rosso. We got, uh, with Colin Likas in a new studio tonight. Yeah, we got uh, we got a news. Those of you who are on Facebook Live can see it. Hopefully, you can hear me as well because we're not connected directly to the mics tonight. Uh, yeah, because the uh, Illinois basketball coming up here soon. Uh, we got booted from the WDWS studio. We're in the smaller HMS studio, which is still nice, but uh, doesn't have quite as many of the luxuries as we're used to in the DWS studio. So It's, it's your penalty, Colin, for taking last week yeah, off, of course. Yeah, apparently so. Colin, How did that show go? It went great. Plenty of guests. Uh, uh, Central pair stopped by. Rantoul pair stopped by. Excellent. It was good to know, And uh, but it's good to have Colin Likas back from his short break. He is, if you read the pages of the News Gazette, filling that up with all sorts of high school coverage. Yep. Uh, we'll go through his top tens. We'll get a feel. You know, tonight's the the opening night for high school girls playoff action. That's right. So Games are starting right now, literally. Mid Madness has officially started. Where are we tonight with photo uh, editor Robin Scholes? Yeah, so we're going to be covering the uh, Unity Regional, the Tolono Unity Class 2A Regional. Monticello and St. Thomas More are about to face off right now. Uh, Line Prairie Conference rivals in a quarterfinal game, and then Blue Ridge is going to face uh, Unity after that. And uh, Evan just put my headset on, which was <laughs> very funny kind of visual for people on Facebook, I'm sure. As Colin said, we're on Facebook Live. We're on Snapchat at News-Gazette. Colin will be tweeting uh, throughout the show. As he said, we're on HMS only tonight. Mm -hmm. It's still part of a powerful three-hour window you got brad underwood coming in at seven o'clock he'll have plenty to talk about uh, a win over nebraska and then uh, a possible upset chance to beat michigan state but we're here to talk hoops right. of course i'm jim rosso um i think the the girls playoffs uh, the overlying storyline there is schlarman is going to win a state title uh, i think that is certainly something that uh, and that's uh Something we're going to talk about mm -hmm. more here as this show goes on. Right. I wanted to dive into the, the 1A and 2A pairings a little bit more so we can talk about them. But, yeah, at this point, uh, Schlarman is definitely a, uh, a favorite to win the Class 1A state title, repeat as the state champion. Something we haven't seen in the, this uh, neck of the woods in a long time. And nope. you know what? It's going to be hard to repeat. Now, Colin, you wrote about a page full of basketball in today's Monday's News Gazette. Um Condense that to like 30 seconds for me. 30 Go. seconds. Go. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, we've got some uh, we've got some good Class 1A and 2A girls basketball teams, some teams that uh, beyond Schlarman even that can contend for some uh, hardware in 1A and 2A, and we're going to talk a little bit more about those teams later. But I also wrote about uh, Tuscola senior Natalie Bates, mm -hmm. uh, the Bates family, uh, very well known, especially in athletics when it comes to Tuscola. I uh, wrote about Nick quite a lot. He was on, I think, pretty much every all-area team ever for his four years in high school. At least that's what it felt like. And uh, Natalie pretty much plays basketball the same way as Nick played every sport, hard-nosed and full-bore. Uh, wrote about her tearing her ACL yeah. last year, and she's come back, and she's leading the team in scoring and assists, and she's just uh, she's a machine, really. Going to play uh, college volleyball, but again, the part right. of tearing your ACL and then coming back uh, full bore and uh, yep. and and 
just the perseverance was was what struck me. Yeah, the uh, yeah, she's going to play college volleyball. Jim said at Lakeland uh, Community College, but the thing is, she didn't even have uh, college athletic plans uh, before she tore her ACL around. Uh, it was actually on Martin Luther King Day last year. Um, and then she came back right before the volleyball season started and impressed Lakeland enough that they offered her uh, a spot uh, on their volleyball team, and she said yes. So uh, it's uh, pretty impressive. She's able to not only come back from a major knee injury and surgery, but also she impresses a college staff enough mm-hmm. to become part of their team. All right. Uh, Colin, the start of playoffs means Colin is starting to think about uh, all area teams yes you know a lot and in reality uh, how these teams fare in the postseason will have some impact mm-hmm. on who makes the team and how many from each team it's, makes that team it certainly will and i uh, i was thinking about this with the girls basketball uh, team today it's going to be really hard to narrow down a first team this year because we have quite a few good girls teams um, and you know it's the tough thing is we got a lot of good small school teams this year. The bigger schools don't have quite the the records the small schools have, but the thing is the big schools have players who are very talented playing even tougher schedules. So that's why the records aren't there. So it's trying to strike that balance. And I will work with uh, Matt Daniels, our sports editor, on that. We'll try to come up with the best team possible. Mm-hmm. That's a it's a tricky business, and we do take it serious. Uh, every year we put a lot of resources into picking these teams, making sure we mm-hmm. give do where it belongs right yeah well uh we'll talk a little bit more about some specific players later because uh we we got an email media members did today about uh, all state nominations Mm. coming in so uh, i've already compiled a list of kids boys and girls so i think uh are most likely from our area to possibly receive some votes for all state i know some of them absolutely will because they did last year and they've done nothing to kind of change that vibe but uh some more kids who who didn't last year who i think might be on the on the ballot this time around Excellent stuff. We have a Ms. Basketball they announce uh, yeah. uh, after the, in probably early April. Any yeah. Anybody at, at that level? Yeah, Anaya Peoples absolutely is from Schlarman. Uh, she's, uh, she was named to the McDonald's All-American team last month while I was on vacation. Actually, it's one of the first things that happened as soon as I left. Uh, team like that you are definitely in the running to be considered for miss basketball uh but there's a lot of good candidates especially up north uh who are going to be fighting for that excellent stuff uh, in today's news gazette monday you saw your girls basketball top 10 let's mm-hmm. go we can go over that i can tell you where all right. again you're where i messed up this you've time left out all right awesome let's let's dive into that girls basketball top 10 that was in monday's news gazette uh checking in at number 10 this week we have the tuscola warriors the Warriors are 21-8. and eight. Uh, They went down four spots this week, though. Uh, after defeating Meridian, they lost to Altamont, 68-52, and then Sullivan, 51-24. We'll be hearing from the Redskins later in this top ten. As for Tuscola, the Warriors face Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond on Wednesday in the Class 2A Pena Regional Semifinals. And I'm kind of going to breeze through these. Uh, what's coming up for these ten teams, these top ten teams, because we're going to talk more about the uh, the playoff brackets here soon. Our number nine team this week is the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Blue Devils. Uh, they are 25 and six, up one spot after defeating Armstrong Potomac 59-20 and Salt Fork 48-31. Uh, Bismarck will face Westville on Wednesday in the Class 2A Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Regional semifinals i'll accept those two teams so okay. far all right so far well. so good well our uh, our big school contribution to this top mm. 10 number eight the urbana tigers 17 and 10 uh, they are up one spot despite a loss to bloomington last week 53 36 
Uh, Urbana visits normal community on Tuesday and hosts Danville on Thursday. That Danville game should be a good one. Uh, our number seven team is <laughs> the. Uh, Do you Gibson. want me to go back to Urbana first? <laughs> go yeah. ahead. Go the, ahead. The Central, the team that you're leaving out, of yes, course. Right. It, 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 the pairings that I saw, hmm? they'll likely play each other in the semifinals of the regional. There's is that right. A, there's a good chance. Uh, okay. Urbana received a buy, uh, a first round buy, and Champion Central has to play Rantoul. Uh, okay. Nothing against the Eagles, but I do think Champaign Central will come out ahead of that matchup. So, okay. yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a Champaign Central-Urbana matchup for a uh, spot in the, in the uh, regional final there. Third time they would be yeah. playing this season. Those teams, yeah, they're very familiar with each other, and uh, no doubt that will be a hard-nosed game as uh, nobody wants their season to end uh, prematurely. Where's that regional at? I know we'll get into that later. That regional... You know what? It's far away. It's far see. away. That's all I know. I have my 1A, 2A regionals okay. right here. I don't have my 3A and 4A ones up That's right I now. interrupted your top 10. Go ahead. Hey, you're Colin. okay. You're okay. The uh, number seven team is the uh, Gibson City Melvin Sibley Falcons. Uh, they are 22-5, and five, up one spot after defeating Ridgeview 46-40 to 40 last week. That's a quality win for Gibson City. Uh, the Falcons face Piatone on Wednesday uh, in the Class 2A Beecher Regional Semifinals. Our number six team is the Oakwood Comets, who are 23 and six, but down two spots this week after losing to Schlarman 70 to 28. I was in attendance for that game. Uh, Oakwood rebounded by defeating Georgetown Ridge Farm 47-24. Uh, Oakwood will face either Hoopston area or Georgetown Ridge Farm on Wednesday in the Class 2A Bismarck Regional Semifinals. Again, we say this almost every week. That was for the conference championship, and it was a 40-point yeah. game. It was a running clock for the the entire fourth quarter, and it's not because the Comets are bad. It's because Schlarman right. is on a very different level from uh, the rest of the Vermilion Valley Conference teams right now. I would like to point out that you Snapchatted uh, from the uh, – from Oakwood mm -hmm. and, and right. it, our contest is guess that gym and right. congratulations to the Oakwood followers because by far there were more guesses that night than any contest we've done. Yeah, the first two guesses the were uh, yeah, the first two guesses were for Arcola and Judah Christian, <laughs> which were also purple. <laughs> there are two other schools in our area that have purple. Uh, but yeah, uh, Oakwood uh, fans out and forced to let us know that uh, I was taking pictures of their hardwood. I couldn't take pictures of the fans because they were all wearing Oakwood gear, so that would have kind of given the, it away. There are a few gyms like the pit, too. Yes, so it um, is uh, very unique, uh, very confined, comfortable quarters uh, that uh, the fans are right on top of you for the entire game. has to be a unique experience as a player. Well, our uh, number five team this week, moving along with our top ten, is the Sullivan Redskins. 23-3, and three, up five spots this week after defeating St. Teresa 54-48 and Tuscola 51-24. Uh, Sullivan had lost to both of those teams within the last two weeks, so good bounce-back wins there for the Redskins. Uh, Sullivan is going to face either Warrensburg-Latham or Argenta-Oriana in the Class 2A Warrensburg-Latham Regional Semifinals. Uh, up next at number four, we have the Watsika Warriors, 23-3, up one spot after defeating Dwight, 62-27. Watsika is going to face either Hersher or Wilmington in, the, in Tuesday's Class 2A Hersher Regional Semifinals. Our number three team this week, the Tri-County Titans, 24-4. They stay put at number three after defeating Villagrove Heritage, 55-24, and Cumberland, 62-22. Uh, Tri-County will face either Martinsville or Chrisman in Wednesday's Class 1A Arcola Regional Semifinals. For our listeners wondering what uh, our parameter is or what our criteria for our rankings mm -hmm. uh, geographically, we hit about uh, as far away as we cover yes. uh, over the years. We usually go 
as far west, southwest as uh, Sullivan, mm-hmm. right? To right. Argenta, up yep. to Watsika, over to Danville, and down south to Arthur, right? Our team's on the uh, peripheral of our coverage area this year, doing really well in basketball, too. So, uh, yeah, there are smaller schools that are a little further away from us are getting some love this year, which is always nice to see. Our number two team this week, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans, 23-4. and They stay put after defeating Mattoon, 58-50, and Bloomington Central Catholic, 62-56. That latter one was significant. It not only uh, won St. Joe, the Illini Prairie Conference regular season title, it was also a win against uh, the Class 3A number 4 team, uh, BCC. So that's a huge win for St. Joe, who I can I would think would move up in the Class 2A rankings this week from the Associated Press. They were at number 5. I got them in the final four. Yeah, they're uh, they're looking good right. right now. I mean, that's a significant win because they also lost to BCC earlier in the season. So mm-hmm. it shows that SJO is uh, correcting its mistakes and uh, getting finding finding its uh, footing at the right time. Uh, St. Joe's going to face either St. Thomas More or Monticello, who are playing right now in the Class 2A Unity Regional Quarterfinals. St. Joe will face one of them Tuesday in the semifinals. And our number one team, as it has been the whole year, is the Schlarman Hilltoppers. <laughs> Hey, we got a nice basketball effect there. On 26-2 as Schlarman defeated Oakwood 70-28 and Milford 82-24. Schlarman is going to face either Uni High or Donovan in Wednesday's Class 1A Schlarman Regional Semifinals. What's the line on that uh, opener? Uh, yeah. Colin, can you um, give that to me? Yeah. I'd, <laughs> Not yeah, that Schl- I would wager on a high school game. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't think that's legal. Yeah. <laughs> but Schlarman, uh, I... No, again, no offense to any of the teams in that regional. I just mm-hmm. can't imagine Schlarman having a whole lot of trouble getting through its regional, getting through its sectional, honestly. Um, once you get to the super sectional, no matter how good a team is, there's always, you know, some points of, of discussion. Last year I was at Schlarman super sectional. They faced Anawan. That was by far the toughest test they had the entire season. Anawan had a Division One uh, center, Jade Van Hefty, who was uh, a load to stop for uh, the undersized Schlarman team. But uh, you never know. The Hilltoppers could face uh, another tough team like that in the Super Sectional, so we'll see. Well, the playoffs again start uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll carry on uh, the road to uh, Bloomington Normal, where yes. uh, Colin Lycos will set up shop uh, uh, later this month to yeah. I'm tell gonna, you all about it. I'm going to go scout it uh, this weekend. I'm going to go scout Normal this weekend. I'm going to uh, to Redbird Arena on Sunday for something I intended to do about a month mm-hmm. ago, but I was under the weather very suddenly. Just a crazy story. You can t- you, uh, spill yeah. the beans. Yeah, I think it's uh, worth, a, worth a shout. Uh, so Lexi Wallen, St. Thomas More graduate, played uh, four years of college volleyball at Illinois State, played very well for that program. Uh, Lexi was our uh, female athlete of the year for her senior year uh, at St. Thomas More. Um, she played basketball at St. Thomas More as well, but she didn't play at Illinois State. She was consumed with her volleyball responsibilities. Well, once those wrapped up uh, at the end of 2018, basketball team said, "Hey, we got an open spot. You want you want to come help us out?" And Lexi was uh, happy to jump on it. She's started four or five games for the Redbirds as basically a walk-on as a senior. Um, so I'm going to go follow her around for their game on Sunday uh, over in Normal, and we're going to see what uh, day in the life of Lexi Wallen, the uh, suddenly turned college mm-hmm. basketball player, is, is all about. 
another Wallen, Doug Wallen over there as mm-hmm. well, playing for Illinois Wesleyan. Yep. Uh, great story as well. Colin, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I am too. I'm not sure when we're going to run it exactly yet, but it's going to be run an interesting quick, story. Run it quick, Run it quickly, yeah. Uh, Robin Schulz will be there shooting photos as well, so we're going to have the whole nine yards. While you're over there, why don't you hit up Matt Chastain, because I saw the Redbirds on yeah. Saturday night. They played a 9 p.m. tip uh, <laughs> live against Loyola, and uh, Matt Chastain's got some hair. Yeah, Matt Chastain's got, got some flow. Money. Matt Chastain's <laughs> got flow. That's that's how they describe it. But that. I've heard nothing but good things from uh, the media who cover uh, the the Redbirds about his role with that team. Yeah. It's a little different than his high school role when sure. he was dunking on people and yeah, scoring a lot. We all remember that. Yeah, he's uh, things have changed uh, when he was, you know, he was the guy for Leroy. He had to be the guy for that team to, to qualify for state. Uh, at Illinois State, he can take not, not a back seat so much, but, you know, he doesn't have to be putting up. 36 40 yep. points a night and dunking the ball and all that stuff but yeah the hair game on matt chastain's quite strong and since we're talking about uh, former area athletes who are doing things in college seems like anytime i get on twitter i see uh, kendall moore doing something for colorado state mm. starting uh, i don't know if he's starting as a freshman he's definitely playing regularly as a freshman and uh, he's, his athleticism is on display at Colorado State. He looks uh, really good out there. Anybody who saw our one-time player of the year from Danville at uh, high school knew he would be a good one mm-hmm. uh, in college. you got the two Finkies at uh, Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. you got right. a, a bunch of uh, people still playing college ball. And uh, uh, if, you, if you want some, uh, some, some new faces to be excited about, uh, check out the Schlerman girls basketball team. They're going to send their entire team to college <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. Notre Dame, Xavier, uh, all over the place. All right, uh, well, that's the start of the show. Uh, we will uh, be going on until 7 o'clock. Uh, f- uh, hit up Colin on Twitter if, uh, if you've got you any go. questions, uh, like what's the new studio like, things like that. Uh, Warm. Why'd you tell me the Rams <laughs> were going to beat the Patriots, any kind of things like that. So hit up C, like us, N-G. There right? you go. All right, tell you what, we will uh, start talking to some coaches after our first break. Now back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. Thanks, Dennis. Always good hearing from our big-time supporter for this show. we got a good month left of yeah. Prep Basketball Confidential. Maybe Bob longer if yeah, somebody maybe. makes a run in the boys' side. Yeah, it might be a little longer, yeah. yeah it's, uh, That'll be a little more challenging. You don't have a boys' team that... Yeah. Our is bo- a schlarman like right, juggernaut. Right, right now, I see uh, three, maybe four. Excuse me, maybe four boys teams that, in our area that can make it run. Although, if a team gets hot at the right time, out of nowhere, you never really know when uh, when something could happen as far as a postseason run. Well, the big schools are, are they get their hands full with once they get past regional because they'll feed into mm-hmm. uh, they'll see Springfield Southeast, which this right. year is um, even better than yeah. the, probably the team that made to state last year. Yeah, right? I was a, yeah, I saw that Springfield Southeast team last year that uh, Champaign Central almost knocked off. That was mm-hmm. uh, that was a really good team, and yeah, from all reports, they're even better now. Yeah, that's uh, it's a loaded field. It's going to be really tough, but hey, you never know. I'm not done with the girls yet, though. No, right? no, we're not. Go ahead, Colin. Not done yet. No, I want to dive into a few more uh, girls' basketball notes before we jump over to the boys' side. Um, wanted to talk with some coaches whose teams we haven't really talked about a ton here on this show. They're not uh, top ten teams at the moment, but wanted to give them some love for strong seasons. Uh, not strong enough to be in the top ten, but just outside it. Uh, first, the Salt Fork Storm uh, team. 
that finished uh, six games under five or above 500, I believe. Uh, Coach Brian Russell uh, chatted with me earlier today, uh, discussed his overall view of the team's regular season, uh, the importance of uh, Salt Fork being separated from the other Vermilion County teams in its upcoming regional, and also how uh, Salt Fork is preparing to face either Blue Ridge or Unity in the semifinal round. Very happy with this season. Yeah, we had a few bumps in the road, but overall I thought we played a really good season, uh, played a lot of good teams, and came out with a, a really good record, and I think uh, our seeds uh, in the regional shows that. I think at this point in time, it really doesn't matter. You, you've got to beat the best to be the best, so if that means we've got to go to Unity, we go to Unity. Uh, if, we, if we had had the opportunity to go to Bismarck, we would have, you know, been fine with that too. I think no matter where we go, you're going to have to compete against really good teams. So to be able to win a regional, it doesn't matter where you go. You just have to fight, compete, and try to be able to win a ball game there in the championship. You know, you basically look at the, the seeds and, and you kind of think, well, this is a team we're probably going to play, but we don't have a preference. Uh, we're going to prepare like we do always, and then you know we'll talk about both teams. And then you kind of you kind of look at one team a little bit more than the other just because of the seed. But you really don't know when it comes to postseason who you're going to play. So you just got to get ready and and uh, scout both teams and go from there. That was Brian Russell, Salt Fork coach, and uh, just to kind of explain further, when I when I mentioned uh, being sep- Salt Fork being separated from the other Vermilion County teams uh, in regional action, so Salt Fork got uh, thrown to Tolono, where a lot of Illini Prairie Conference teams are: St. Joe, STM, uh, Monticello, also Blue Ridge. Uh, and Unity from the Illini Prairie as well. Uh, meanwhile, uh, over in Bismarck, you have Host Bismarck, you have Westville, you have Hoopston, you have Oakwood, you have Georgetown. Those are all teams Salt Fork plays every year in the mm. Vermilion Valley Conference, but Salt Fork uh, couldn't quite squeeze its way into uh, that regional. So uh, instead it gets to face a bunch of teams it's not as familiar with, which could be a good thing. Uh, you know, familiarity sometimes makes it tougher. To beat opposing teams. I got some more love coming from Salt Fork Girls uh, team in mm-hmm. Wednesday's High School Confidential. Oh, full yeah? page uh, written by high school kids. Shea Richards, Salt Fork correspondent, uh, sent in a picture of the, the four or five Salt Fork seniors on senior night. Nice. That's uh, Yeah, I love the uh, High School Confidential. That, uh, that that gives us another chance to to highlight all these kids. This week, uh, Snapchat Takeover takes us to St. Joe on okay. Thursday. What's going on in St. Joe? Plenty going on. Just the yeah. high school, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. So uh, always neat to see what the ki- from the kids' perspective what's going on at their high school. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I was supposed to go to that uh, St. Joe Bloomington Central Catholic girls basketball game. But it was postponed because of the weather, mm-hmm. so I had to miss that one. Unfortunately, it's a bummer I did because it sounds like it was a really good game. Yeah. But. Well, moving on with uh, one more girls' basketball stop uh, for today. Uh, Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond, another team that had a very good regular season, not quite top 10 at the moment, but still uh, a season worth highlighting and talking about. Before they go into regional action uh, this week over in Pena, going to talk with uh, Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond coach Mac Condell. Mac, thanks so much for being part of the show tonight. Mac is going to be part of the show, but Mac's presently not on the air. We will get Mac on the air, though. 
Well, we're working on it. This is what happens when you have to move into a different studio sometimes. But anyway, to talk a little bit more about uh, Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond, uh, they're going to be taking on Tuscola in the first, well, in the second round, technically, in the semifinal round of the Pena Regional. Uh, those are two teams that uh, faced off during the regular season at one point and had a very uh, thrilling game, so it should be interesting to Any, see. Anytime you put uh, folks from Arthur and Atwood against mm -hmm. uh, nearby Tuscola, you know it's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, you know, Tuscola's gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of props this year for a successful season. Arthur may be feeling, uh, could, could be feeling a little slighted perhaps uh, because it has had a good season as well. It owns some very uh, quality wins uh, on the year. Some of those wins against uh, Tuscola. They beat Oakwood. They beat Arthur Oakall Christian. These are all teams that are well mm -hmm. over 500. So Arthur knows it has a good team, but only a five seed in the regional. So we're going to have to see... You know, if 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 the if they can play better than their seed, if they can prove the IHSA seeders uh, incorrect. Tell me this, Colin. Do they still cut down nets when you win a regional? Yeah, yeah, can you? yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just want to know that. I you like get, that. You get to you get to every uh, every new round. You get to a okay. regional championship, sectional championship, super sectional, obviously state. You get to uh, cut down those nets, which is a, a cool tradition, for sure. Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna try again with uh, with Coach Condal. We're gonna try one more time here with Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Girls Coach Mac Condal. Mac, thanks for being part of the show this week. No, no, we, we can. Uh, we, Jim, I don't I don't remember what Mac sounds like honestly. But you wanna you want you wanna do some uh, some role play here? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna kill Tuscola. What? <laughs> I, I would assume that's not what he's going to say, he's but not you never know. That. I mean, you never really know. Well, well all these coaches are are very well versed in what they say before the playoffs. That's and true. During the during the playoffs and all that good stuff, but uh, you know that as far as needing to in a seed like that, mm -hmm. you don't see it happen a lot anymore. You don't see a five and a four uh, win a regional. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Because most of these, I know the pairings are done. What two weeks before the season? Yeah. Ends, so yeah. It's, kind of right. yeah it, it's it's not always entirely indicative but uh yeah i mean it's it's tough to to say with 100 percent certainty whether or not a team is correctly seated but well we'll see if uh, arthur can help you want me to try my luck said. with coach yeah, Connell? Go yeah we found go, a friend go ahead try it mac uh welcome to the show Thank you. Thank you very much. And there we go. We got Mac now. All right. Well, Mac, we were just trying to talk a little bit about your team here, which uh, has had a, you know, a, an overall good season, up and down though, two five-game winning streaks, but also a six-game losing streak mashed in there. I mean, how would you right. assess your your team's play for this uh, regular season? Yeah, I think um, you know we've, for the most part, uh, competed or beat teams that, uh, looking, you know, at your the schedule in uh, November, uh, you kind of look ahead, and we knew that six-game stretch. In fact, it was an eight-game stretch. We played, I think, four games two weeks in a row, you know, with a, a Mattoon, a Tri-County, a Sullivan, that you knew all those three programs were going to be ready for you, and uh, had some other strong, strong teams. Salt Fork was in there, and um, we – you know, it's interesting because last year, uh, I think we were 13 and 13, and we were never two games above or two games below 500. Uh, and last year, we had, uh, I guess, more talent on the books, but we had injuries. You talk about a tough first year to be a head coach. You know, we had two blown knees in the first week and a half of the season and um, all sorts of things. But this year, um, 
I truly think that adversity that we had to deal with last year uh, helped uh, this senior group that all they've done is been consistent and found ways to win. And, you know, that's what you need at this point of, of their career mm-hmm. um, is just playing good, hard-nosed basketball and making the most of, of what they they have. So we might not be the most talented bunch out there uh, sometimes, but I feel like, I hope we play very gritty and, uh, you know, play the way that the game's supposed to be played. And, and we've had a very successful season for, I think a lot of people probably didn't necessarily think we'd be where we're at right now. And uh, I heard you talking about the seedings. Uh, it, it's a tough regional. We've got some yeah. great teams in, in our regional and, you know, Villa Grove's a great team that shouldn't be overlooked. And, and I have told my girls from day one, I think we can beat anyone on our schedule and we can get beat by anyone on our schedule. And, um, you know, that's, you want to compete for a championship, and uh, that's what we're trying to to put ourselves in that position. Certainly. Well, uh, you were talking about your your athletes, and one of them I really wanted to highlight was uh, Marissa Hirschberger, who uh, we see her name in the in the paper a lot. Uh, she's averaging more than sixteen points a game. I mean, what makes her so yeah. tough for opponents to game plan against? Yeah. Well, she she's just tenacious. Uh, just so. Uh, we call her fierce, you know, <laughs> she's just a fierce competitor. And, uh, she knows she's got a lot of, lot on her shoulders. Uh, and she's never shied away from it. She finds ways to score. She's really quite honestly, not shot well from the three point line all season. And yet, uh, if it's not fallen, she gets to the rim. And if she's getting blocked or doesn't get calls going to the rim, then she pulls up short and, uh, and we've had several games in our latest uh, kind of, uh, you know, five-game winning streak where she's become more of an assist person, mm-hmm. and uh, she fills the stats, the stat sheet in all kinds of ways. She rebounds as a 5-3 point guard. She's one of the best rebounders, you know, uh, in the area, I would think. Um, and mm-hmm. just gritty, you know, just, like I said, never shies away from contact, and she's just a seasoned seasoned veteran um mm-hmm. and someone that is going to be really hard to fill her shoes um but she she played in the shadow of hannah wallen last year mm-hmm. she's playing at parkland tonight on that lincoln land loggers team that i think is 19 and one hannah walked right into that program worked to get a starting role you know so to compete against someone like that uh day in and day out for marissa's sake you're starting to see you know, that she's just going to get the job done, whatever it takes. And so it's hard to prepare for that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, before we let you go, Mac, uh, we were talking a little bit about the seeding, like you said. I wanted to get your thoughts about drawing Tuscola uh, in that uh, uh, semifinal round matchup. Uh, you guys beat Tuscola uh, earlier in the season. What are you expecting from this yeah. matchup, and how do you pull off another win against the Warriors? Right. Well, I expect... Uh, highly fundamental, physical, good high school girls basketball game, nothing mm-hmm. less from Tuscola. I believe we've seen them, I think, at least the last three years at regionals. They've knocked us out, I believe, every year. Um, and some of those have been barn burners. Um, again, this is probably going to be the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to execution, going to come down to uh, – I think someone's going to surprise uh, the other team. You know, not from a coaching standpoint, from a player standpoint, sure. someone's gonna 
you know, play a really good game, a, a sophomore, a freshman, uh, kind of that role play, senior. You know, that's, again, what it's going to take. Uh, everybody's got to win more than likely two games against two really strong teams to win a regional. Mm-hmm. Some teams would have to do it for three. But, you know, so we knew we were going to see a Tuscola type to start with. And um, and then you're going to have to run through a, a Sullivan type. Of course, we're on the other side with Pena, who I don't know a whole lot about other than they look to be a super program. And there's something uh, I never look past opponents. But it's fun when you get uh, into the postseason and you get a potentially a chance to play somebody you don't know. I, I like that sometimes um, for the player's sake. You, you know, you just have to really rely on on what you've been practicing all year long versus maybe having a little better scouting report on somebody like Tuscola where you have a little better idea of their personnel. So, you know, hopefully we get a see a familiar foe and, and knock them off again and then get to experience the next thing, which would be a, a brand-new team. Um, and, again, I, I think it's going to be a great game, and um, whoever uh, does what it – what needs to happen this late in the season is going to come out on top, no question. Mac Condell, Arthur Lovington Hammond, Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond girls basketball coach. Mac, thanks again for joining us. Uh, good luck to your girls uh, throughout this week. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I just hope everyone plays hard and no injuries. Uh, everyone's worked too hard to That's right. not go out on a on a strong note as far as. Uh, you know, leaving everything on the court. So. I, I can definitely, I can definitely agree with that, uh, with that assessment, especially yeah. since we're talking about Tuscola's girls, who you know they yeah. had that that injury that we talked about at the top yeah. of the show. But, yep, thanks yeah. again, Mac. Appreciate you being on. Alrighty. See you, Mac. You're welcome. Thank Gr- you very much. Great Bye-bye. stuff. Uh, hard to believe that some of these teams are going to be turning into track and soccer and mm-hmm. uh, softball as soon as tomorrow. Right. Yeah, it's just going to be a quick, uh, quick turnaround and. Uh, before we head to our next break, I, I wanted to realize that uh, I don't think our Facebook Live listeners can really hear that interview. Uh, so we'll see what we can do for the uh, for the next in uh, in studio interview we're going to have here after the break. Hmm. We'll see what we can do. That's good. Yeah. All right, Colin. Tell you what, we're going to turn to the boys' side of things when we come back. We'll be right back. The Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues with Colin and Jim on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Our Facebook Live audience just saw the high school top 10 that will be in tomorrow's paper. Yeah. Didn't they? It's I tried true. To you, waved it it. you waved it in front. I think the audience attendance are spiked because of that. <laughs> It'll be in tomorrow's paper, but as always, we unveil it on Monday nights. The much-anticipated boys' basketball top ten. Very good. But we I do. see one new team in there. Finally. Yeah. Colin. Finally. Finally. <laughs> Finally. I think that team was in there at some point, and then they yeah, fell they back did. out, and now they're back in again under uh, very interesting circumstances. But uh, Anyway, we're about uh, two weeks away from the boys starting their playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. Um, yeah, the Class 1A and 2A uh, postseasons are going to get started. Uh, not uh, not next week, but the week after. Next week we got 3A, 4A girls. So a lot of it's a busy time. Go ahead and break the top 10. I will, I'll do it. Let's get started right now. Uh, our number 10 team is the uh, Paxton Buckley Loda Panthers. 
Uh, the Panthers are 15-8. and eight. They stay put at number 10 after defeating Moments 53-52. Uh, Dwight 57-52 and losing to Cisna Park 53-50 in a closely contested game. All of those were in the Sangamon Valley Conference Tournament. So PBL uh, ended up finishing second there. Uh, the Panthers will host La Salette on Tuesday before visiting Watsika on Friday for more Sangamon Valley action. And uh, sticking with Paxton Buckley-Loda, we're going to be joined now by uh, head coach Adam Schonauer. Adam, thanks so much for being part of our show this week. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Of course. Well, uh, your guys, uh, they, they have a penchant for playing close games. have been involved in nine games decided by six or fewer points. Uh, six and three record in those games as well. Why, why do your boys have such a penchant for those games as well as finding a way to, to succeed in them? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, is, um, how we always end up in games like that. Some of it's good and some of it's, uh, bad. And, you know, some games we've had leads and we've blown it and other games we we've been down and competed and got back into it. Um, but you just take it as experience and chalk it up and hope that, uh, with that experience, it pays off down the road because, uh, to win a regional championship, competing to a sectional, it's going to be a close game and you hope guys can make plays down the stretch. Well, uh, those those three games uh, against Moments, Dwight and Cisna Park, all three of them falling into that category of six points or fewer, uh, all in the Sangamon Valley Conference Tournament, which ran on a condensed timeline because of the cold weather last week. Uh, what was it like preparing for and trying to succeed in three games over the course of roughly 24 hours? Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of preparation going on just because we missed a couple days of practice there with the weather as well. Um, we're able to get in a practice on Thursday and it wasn't a very clean practice as our guys, you could tell hadn't done much for a few days. And, um, that's one thing I think our schedule has benefited us with is that we've played a lot of different styles of play. We've played some really good competition. And, and so we have enough in that we were kind of able to adjust on the fly, um, against those three teams. And, um, you know, it wasn't very clean basketball at times, but I thought we played really well against system park there in the championship game. Well, uh, as of our last stat update, uh, your leading scorer, Austin Gooden, averaging 10.6 points per game, so obviously a lot of balance offensively with this team. Uh, how have your guys been able to achieve that balance on the offensive end and find a way to, to make it equal wins? Uh, one thing, we have some really unselfish kids and um, multi-skilled type kids. Um, we, don't, we aren't the most athletic team. We aren't the biggest team, but we've got a lot of guys that can handle the basketball and are good passers and are able to spread the floor. And, you know, it allows us to score in different ways based upon what maybe a defense is trying to take away from us. But their willingness to share the basketball and being able to score different ways any given night. We've had uh, multiple leading scores. Um, and our guys just have bought into that style of play and enjoy playing that way as well. Well, uh, you have a daunting uh, slate of games coming up here, uh, Adam, to close the regular season uh, against La Salette tomorrow night, then Watsika, then St. Joseph Ogden, and then uh, Cisna Park. So, uh, the, and those la you know, those Watsika and Cisna Park games, uh, Sangamon Valley Conference games, you're trying to win that regular season title. I mean, what are, what are those four games, what do you hope they do for your boys entering the Class 2A playoffs? Uh, one of the biggest things is, is I think we'll hopefully get into kind of a rhythm here with some practices and then some games. And you want to play quality competition heading into that postseason just so you're prepared mentally uh, for what's about to happen. And hopefully you can kind of get some confidence by playing well against some good teams and try and win some of those games. 
Um, but it's kind of just been a, a messed up schedule last few weeks with the weather. And we kind of had an open weekend with South Newton leaving the conference. And, you know, our biggest hope is just to get to a rhythm here now and play with some confidence and, and get things going in the right direction heading into the postseason. Well, before I let you go, Adam, wanted to uh, ask, I know coming up on Friday against Watsika, uh, going to be honoring some of the uh, the athletes and the teams from the 1950s and 1960s, uh, Paxton, Buckley, Loda, all individually, also Buckley, Loda. What, what is that, uh, that going to be like for, for your guys to watch that history kind of come out on the court and uh, be recognized? Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty cool experience. Our guys are already pretty excited. Uh, just with the whole throwback game type idea. I know Watsika's done it a few years now, and it always seems like they've been bringing a great crowd and a good atmosphere. And so our guys are, are pretty excited about putting on some of those short shorts and old jerseys. Um, and so it's going to be fun. And I think one thing you want um, your players to appreciate is the guys that came before and the teams that played before them and the work ethic they put in to try and make this a successful program. And now they're trying to carry on that legacy and leave their own mark on this program. Um, and so it kind of comes full circle with all these uh, kids and, you know, they've had family members play and trying to, you know, pull pull it along with their own mark and leaving a legacy and try and keep things going in a positive direction. Adam Schonauer, Paxton Buckley, Loda boys basketball coach. Adam, thanks again for joining us tonight and good luck uh, the rest of this week and the rest of the regular season. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Big fan of PBO. I got to tell you that. Absolutely. You know, one of yep. my first stops in 1993. Really? Okay. How about that? I like it. Saw a playoff History. football game there. I bet that Found was fun. Found the field by following the footprints <laughs> painted on all the city streets. Yeah, that's right. The big yeah. paws. Jerry Zimmerman's powerhouse of a team. Yeah, that hasn't changed too much. The uh, the kind of uh, surrounding vibe with Paxton and Buckley mm-hmm. Loda football. Any combination of those schools, whatever you're talking about. Right. Well, uh, I think it's about time we take our, our last break of the night before we uh, dive into our the rest of our boys' basketball top ten. I'll accept that. Very good. We'll be back. Now back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 651 downtown Champaign, News Gazette Media Headquarters, different studio tonight, one station tonight, HMS. That's right. The Brad Underwood Show will return to just HMS, right? Because you got the women's, the UI women's basketball hosting the Terrapins, is that right? Our Joe Vizelli, courtside, say hi to him. There you go. Wave to him. We'll be be back on WDWS next week, Mm -hmm. but then I think we're going to be HMS only the week after that, too, because the Illinois men play Wisconsin uh, that week, so... I only look at one show at a time. All right, I'm like a coach, one show at a time. I had to bounce, Colin, stay I had to bounce ahead a little bit. I had to bounce ahead a little bit, trying to trying to prepare. You know. Well, Colin's got to do his top ten, and uh, number nine is a team I've been kind of pushing for a little sure. bit. Colin, he finally listened. Yeah, they and, uh, they, uh, they beat the the team that your son plays for. That's that, that was that's part one of a big weekend for that's, the Urbana Tigers. That's how you got it pushed through, apparently. Right. Yeah, the uh, number nine team this week is, as Jim said, the Urbana Tigers. Uh, I, I, I have said on the show before, I don't really like ranking teams that are uh, sub-500, but considering what Urbana did this week, I think it is deserving. They have played uh, one of the most challenging schedules in the area this season for boys basketball, if not uh, top of that list. Uh, Urbana uh, returns to the rankings at 12 and 13 overall. 
uh, after defeating Champagne Central 64-59, and then Class 4A number five Bloom Bloom Township 58-57. That is a really big win for Urbana's program. That's a season-defining victory right there. Uh, the Tigers are going to host Muhammad Seymour on Tuesday night before they uh, host Peoria on Friday in a return to Big 12 action. Our number eight team this week is the Monticello Sages. Sages are 16-6. and six. They're down one spot after losing to St. Joe Ogden 51-49, to but then bouncing back to beat Chillicothe IVC 60-38. to uh, Monticello is at St. Thomas More on Tuesday night. Uh, then at Bloomington Central Catholic on Friday, and then at Decatur St. Teresa on Saturday. So tough schedule, tough road trip this week for Monticello. A lot of teams uh, kind of playing catch up with all this weather. Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the end of the season is going to be a little crowded for some of these teams. That's for sure, especially the small school teams. Uh, coming in at number seven, we got the Watsika Warriors. The Warriors are seventeen and five. They're down two spots though, after losing to, D- to Dwight forty-four to forty, but then defeating Moments sixty to forty-eight and Saint Anne fifty-five to forty-three in the Sangamon Valley Conference tournament. Uh, Watsika hosts Gibson City Melvin Sibley on Tuesday, and which should be a good matchup Uh-oh. before hosting the aforementioned Paxton Buckley Loda Panthers on Friday. Uh, coming in at number six this week, we have the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Blue Devils. Blue Devils are 17 and 7, up three spots after defeating Schlarman. <laughs> I'm losing it, man. I'm losing it. After defeating Schlarman 64 to 38, uh, Bismarck is going to host Hoopston area on Tuesday and then visit Milford on Friday in Vermilion Valley Conference play. Our number five team this week is the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Spartans are 15 and 7. They are up three spots after defeating Monticello 51-49. Pontiac 61 to 50 as well. Uh, St. Joe's going to host Rantoul on Tuesday, then host Olympia on Wednesday, then go to Chillicothe IVC on Friday, and then face Peoria Quest in the Riverton Shootout on Saturday. Do so me this favor: if Rantoul beats them, put the Eagles in the top ten. Rantoul's, you? Rantoul's about Please. as hot as any team in the area All right, right now, boys wise. That's for sure. The the Eagles. Yeah, that's why we had them on the show last week. I They're guarantee you, that's high. I said, if you stop by the show, we'll put you in the top ten. That's how we, out, we that's, roll. That's a heck of a guarantee <laughs> to make, especially when I'm not even here. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, our number four team this week is the Judah Christian Tribe. <laughs> Tribe are 23-2. and two. They stay put after defeating La Salette 68-42, Villagrove Heritage 71-59, and Normal Cavalry 67-36. to uh, Judah hosts DeLand Weldon on Tuesday before starting the East Central Illinois Conference Tournament on Saturday. Our number two team, or number three team, I'm sorry, is the Cisna Park Timberwolves. Timberwolves are 21 and two. They stay put at number three after defeating Iroquois West, Clifton Central, and Paxton Buckley Loda in the Sangamon Valley Conference Tournament to win that event. Uh, the uh, Timberwolves are going to host Moments on Friday before they face Bloomington Central Catholic on Saturday in the Riverton Shootout. That should be a good game. Our number two team is the Gibson City Melvin Sibley Falcons. Falcons are 21 and two as well. They stay put at number two after defeating Ridgeview 65 to 45 last Friday. Uh, Gibson City hosts or visits Watsika on Tuesday, then visits Eureka on Friday and St. Thomas More on Saturday. Some football news coming out of the Falcons' territory over the weekend. Tell me about it. Yeah, uh, Bryce Barnes committed to the University of Illinois. Very cool for him. He's going to be a preferred walk-on. 
uh, following in the footsteps of Mitch McNutt the year before him. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how Bryce uh, manages his time on the team. Should be interesting. And you know, at the same time, his uh, basketball and football teammate uh, Ryland Holt committed to uh, Minnesota State Mankato, a Division II program. So uh, they both announced their commitment right before they walked on the floor Friday against Ridgeview, and then they shut their phones off. So that's uh, <laughs> uh, that's well, certainly well, one way to commit. <laughs> Didn't they? They didn't do it with their socks like Caleb Griffin did no, last that, year with Danville. That was the most unique way I've ever seen that done. That's for sure. Uh, speaking of Caleb Griffin, our number one team this week is the Danville Vikings. Vikings are twenty and three. They stay put despite losing to Normal Community fifty six forty seven. They bounce back to beat Centennial seventy nine to sixty. Uh, Normal Community had a huge week beating Danville and state ranked Moline. So I'm not going to ding the Vikings for their loss there. Uh, the Vikings get back on the court uh, Friday against Champaign Central before facing Effingham St. Anthony on Saturday in the Tutopolis shootout. Normal community uh, in the driver's seat for the Big 12 uh, yes. title race. I saw them earlier. Just a big kind of uh, technically sound yeah. team. I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen Trust them in person. Me on this so one, Colin, right? That's one of the Big 12 teams I haven't seen yet. Well, we got a few minutes left in the show, so uh, before we uh, step out, I, I promised at the top we'd talk about some possible All-State players, so I figure we'll do that now. Uh, on the uh, let's start on the girls' side. These are these are these aren't guarantees. These are just individuals who I think have the best chance of possibly being named uh, to an All-State team, either first team, second team, or honorable mention. Uh, Anaya Peoples, who we mentioned before, out of Schlarman, going to Notre Dame. She's a reigning first-teamer. I, I think she is a lock for first-team, honestly. Uh, Capriya Brown, also out of Schlarman, a reigning second-teamer. So I think she has a good chance to either get back on the second team, maybe even first-team if things go well uh, in the postseason. Win state. We're w- good. Winning state would All help. Right. Actually, I think the for 1A, 2A girls' teams is decided before state ends. So, uh, In 2A, Bree Trimble out of St. Joseph Ogden. Uh, she she reached f- her 1500th career point uh, last week. It's a pretty significant accomplishment, and St. Joe is one of the best teams in the area. Uh, Elise Knudsen out of uh, Unity. Unity's had a tough year overall, but she is a huge reason why that team is uh, is really you know getting the wins it is. She scored her thousandth point during the season, averages 17 a game along with six rebounds. Huge uh, reason Unity is uh, having the wins it has. Uh, Caitlin Young out of Oakwood, she was an honorable mention uh, pick last year, getting uh, recruited by uh, um, former Illinois coach Matt Bolon over at EIU as well as other places. And then uh, Emily Mydell over at Bismarck, uh, another reigning honorable mention choice. Uh, huge reason Bismarck's having the season it is. And then rounding out the girls' side, uh, Aaron Haupt out of Danville, having a huge season. And in 4A, it's going to be hard for her to get mm-hmm. in for sure. But uh, when, you, uh, when you're averaging... Uh, 20 points per game, five rebounds, 2.3 assists. You know, you, you deserve a, a little nod. Hey, you want to hear about the boys all state uh, next kids? week? We'll talk about them next week. Good team. Because we ran Colin. out of time. Excellent. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us, uh, Colin. Thanks for coming back, right? Yeah, I'm uh, glad to be back, and we'll, we'll see be you back next on week. next week. All right, I have one quick question. Normal Calvary, is that up in Normal? I've never heard of that school. Uh, yeah, it's a smaller school uh, in the East Central Illinois Conference, which is more uh, religion-based schools. So. That makes sense. Well, thank you, Colin. Thank you, Jim. That's it for this week's edition of the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential here on Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. We have the Coach Brad Underwood show from Buff- Buffalo Wild Wings right here next. We'll be back next week here on HMS and DWS. But for now, we send it over to Savoy, Brian Barnhart, Coach Brad Underwood, and the Coaches Show. We'll see you.